Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance in things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. This is April the 7th, 2018. A wonderful Saturday. Well, it's a little rainy, and we have uh, Deb and Craig. How, how are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Pretty good. good how morning, about you? Good morning. Right on. Doing good. <laughs> <laughs> we have a respite in the rain right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, the, uh, the skies are clear for the moment. But it's been raining pretty much uh, for most of, most of this week. Um, so we're going to focus today, um, this post-Easter, on, uh, I believe, John 10th chapter, verses 2 through 5. But first, I'll open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. Uh, we pray that uh, you help us as we uh, delve through the Bible through your word. Uh, we thank you so much for um, a wonderful Easter that we had last Sunday, and uh, we thank you so much for giving your life so that we may live on. And we ask that you uh, help us as we uh, go into your word and we preach your word and uh, spread the gospel. And we pray that everything that we say and we do is blessed by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't want to hijack, you know, uh, today's thing. I just threw out a verse just to, you know, sort of motivate you. But and you were like, okay, great, <laughs> and we're with it. <laughs> you see, you seemed inspired, so I was like, yeah, yeah, you did. Go with it, man. Yeah, well, you know, there there were a lot of things that uh, tied me to it. There was the fortieth, uh, no, fiftieth, fiftieth anniversary of King's death, April the fourth. Fiftieth mm-hmm. anniversary. I mean, that's. That blows your mind, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Well, in that it was so long ago, yet at the same time, we're sort of in the same place. Yeah, but I'm like, sort yeah. of. I'm yeah. like, I'm like 55. Mm-hmm. So it feels as though it's a part of your, you know, yeah. It's it's a lot more immediate to me mm-hmm. than maybe you know. I'll do you, Do you remember it? A lot. No, I mean, no, of course not. Okay. I know. I mean, I don't. I don't even remember. Like a few years later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Kennedy was, was shot in the airport. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah, and that's right. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a one-two punch. Yeah. Especially, you know, for my folks growing up because they mm-hmm. were like real JFK guys. Yeah. And JFK was killed. Like, I, I think I was like in my mom's belly about two blocks away. Oh, wow. When that happened. Wow. In November of 63. Three. And yeah. I was born in... January of 64 and Mm -hmm. my parents were there they weren't at the motorcade Mm -hmm. they were more downtown Dallas waiting down there or downtown Fort Worth Um, because yeah it took place in Fort Worth oh no no it took place in Dallas so they were downtown Dallas yeah and we lived in Fort Worth at the time or they did Mm -hmm. and uh, my dad grew up in Dallas and so like they were like Real JFK fans, and then that happened, and it's just like so. It was like a one, two, three punch. Oh yeah, yeah to, to all of America, really. Yeah, and it, and then you add to the Vietnam War, and 
yeah. all, all the crazy crap that times. Was going on there. Crazy times. Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> horrific. Yeah. You know. Well, they're crazy times right now. <laughs> it is. It is. It's pretty Ford, weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole nation is turning upside down as far as, like, party loyalty, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, red states become blue states, blue states become red states. Sure. And, you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty goofy. Yeah. You know? So let and, me. But you're going <coughs> to talk about, I mean, I think you, I think, mm-hmm. well, from what we discussed at breakfast, you're going to talk about. Uh, leaders and shepherds. That's exactly right. You know, <laughs> and so that led me to um, John, the book of John, tenth chapter, verses two through five, and we'll touch the verses before and and after that as well. But here is uh, John ten chapter, verses two through five. This is the NIV version. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And there it is. That is John 10, chapter verses 2 through 5. And it's it's fascinating, Craig. You talk you you had picked up the gate analogy, and I'd sort of picked up the uh, the analogy of the stranger and uh, the the sheep and the shepherd. The sheep recognizes the shepherd's voice and will follow them, mm-hmm. but they will not recognize a stranger's voice and will not follow the stranger. Mm-hmm. And that really uh, inspired me. Of course, I was inspired by uh, King and the fiftieth anniversary of King's death, and really inspired by the life. Of Dr. King, and he was, of course, a shepherd who followed, um, who led his flock, not just African Americans, but all Americans, you know, uh, to to think beyond themselves and to re- to recognize everyone. You know, I, I have a dream that um, people will not judge me by the color of my skin, by the content of my character. I think everyone aspires um, to to have that, to uh, be recognized by what's what we have within the beloved society. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the the phrases, the words that he probably, I guess, it seemed they weren't, mm-hmm. but they seemed extemporaneous. Mm-hmm. extemporaneous. Effortless. Yeah, mm-hmm. they seemed like mm-hmm. just to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Have stuck. Oh, yeah. They've really stuck. And I think it was because, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that he's, he's because he was really rooted in, in the gospel. and kind Exactly. Of, and kind of like. You know, took it mm-hmm. as inspiration, but man, I don't know anybody before or since who's been able to kind of move people with their words, like 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 uh, Dr. Martin King Jr. He's a, he's sincerely amazing, probably yeah. a saint or a prophet, or and I feel like when when he died, it was like a martyr's death. Mm-hmm. I think these kids out of Florida are very articulate and moving. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. But, but, I, but I also agree, like, as a, a national leader, we have not had a national leader that can move people like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm inspired by, um, because everyone has, it, it, because I was also inspired by what happened this past week, uh, the YouTube shootings. You know, there, there are all sorts of people who, um, I'm, we were talking about how there's an article in um, the New Yorker, I'm, I, and I'll post that on our um, 
on our site on you know when when we posted on Facebook. But there's a wonderful article in Slate that talks about how when Martin Luther King first started out as an activist, you know, first he was just a preacher. He didn't really want to get involved in the activism at all. He did um, he did go to to India. And he learned a little from Mahatma Gandhi. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, to no. learn about nonviolence. Wow. Uh, because he wanted to learn how Gandhi had won independence of India from Britain and doing it in a nonviolent way mm. by just nonviolent protest. Um, but basically, when Rosa Parks had uh, gotten arrested, uh, the citizens of Montgomery, uh, basically, uh, a lot of black citizens went to the uh, Dexter Avenue Baptist Church and wanted to protest. And they didn't know how, exactly how to protest, and they needed a leader. And so they created a um, an organization, and they needed a leader. And King was selected because a lot of the other preachers were like, hey, I don't want to get arrested, and I don't want a, um, a mark on my body or whatever. I don't want to deal with Bull Connor and and uh, the other uh, the, the sheriffs and all that stuff. And King, probably not in a naive way, but also, hey, if I'm chosen and I'm a child of God and I'm a minister— this is my calling. I've got to do it. But he was very reluctant. And the article talks about how, you know, he went back home, had a little bit of a panic attack. Then he uh, quickly <laughs> prepared his speech <laughs> and then went back to uh, the Dexter Avenue Church where people were waiting because they want to find out what is he going to say. And it's, it's, it's one of those moments where, you know, if he gives a bad speech or, you know, he could have either said, listen, I'm really not the one. I don't want to do this thing. Forget about it. You know, history was in the making right there in those moments. And, of course, he gave the speech. And during the speech, he got a call and response from the audience. And he realized, hey, this is my calling. I am made to do this. I can do this. It's as if he were touched by God right then and there. Well, there's no turning back. And there's no turning back. It's like wow. jumping into a pool. Wow. And, um, of course, history. Because you, you, there, there are tons of other minister who wanted to be, you know, the leader. I mean, there there were lots of civil rights uh, leaders around that time, but none of them had the voice of uh, Dr. King. Hmm. Um, but when I think about the YouTube shooter, uh, this woman, um, her name is Nassim Agdam, uh, who's basically a YouTube blogger. She has a lot to say. Uh, she called herself an activist. I guess she was an anti, uh, she was a, she a, was vegan, a vegan, a vegan activist. Yeah. Plus a dancer, plus, you know, she had, she was doing a bunch of other things as well. I think she pumped out as many videos as, as possible to just get likes, and she wanted to be heard. And apparently she wasn't getting hurt. She blamed YouTube and their policies of de, um, de what do they call it, de, um, demonetizing um, um, YouTube videos. Basically, if there's bad content, if there's overly sexualized or profanity or anything that's considered, you know, un, um, un, basically bad. Uh, I don't know wh how they qualify what's a good video, what's a bad video. Then they'll take away ads from those videos. So she got upset. I think there were a lot of other things going on, but this is, you know, what the story that we have right now. I think there were a lot of other things going on because that doesn't seem like enough to. Mm -hmm. Well, her family had called the cops on her uh, many, many times. Yeah, her yeah, family. Her family. For what? Uh, well, you know, she was missing, uh, but they also had warned them that, you know, that her her speeches were her videos were getting more hostile, um, and uh, she had she had moved out of. Um, their apartment. I think she was living with her mom and dad until she just packed up and just left. Um, 
but you know there there were some other things uh, going on, and um, we know the rest of the story. You know, she um, what if she had a semi-automatic weapon? I think there would have been a lot of deaths. I agree. Um, but she only had a nine millimeter, and uh, she just you know uh, shot up a bunch of folks, three folks. Luckily, none of the, nobody died except for her. Um, so you may be wondering, okay. What's the difference between King and this woman, and why am I <laughs> okay. drawing the parallel? Yeah. But two people have a voice, and they want to be heard. Two people um, are, you know, want, you know, I assume Miss Aslam wanted to be a shepherd of a particular flock, but the sheep weren't hearing them. Just like in what I in verse five, the sheep will not hear a stranger; they'll just, you know, keep on doing their own thing. And she was upset by that. That's why she did the shooting, because nobody's listening to me. And I think we've all gone through that. I have something to say. You know, t- listen to me. Listen to me. And um, But I think the difference between speaking about a cause which is bigger than your own, speaking about a cause which doesn't just uplift you, but uplifts everyone, like the Me Too movement, like, you know, Emma Gonzalez, that 16-year-old girl. She's not just talking about her pain, but the pain of all of the girls, all of the, 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 the kids at that high school who had to deal with gun violence. King didn't just talk about himself or even just black people. He talked about all people. It was a message that went, that went beyond his own personal preferences, and it was a message backed by God. I see what you're saying, and I see where you're putting this together. And yeah. I think one of the things I, that I wanted to bring up, which yeah. if, you, if you look at the next verse in, in verse mm-hmm. 7, um, I think Christ says, I'm the gate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm the gate. Um, yeah, we're all sheep. We're all in this together. Some mm-hmm. of us make more noise than others. Mm-hmm. We want to be heard. And we want to talk to each other. We want to communicate to each other. Some of us feel like we're leaders or whatever, you know, and that other people should listen to us. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I think in the instance where you're talking about the shooter, yeah, I, it appears just on the surface is like she thought she could open the door. Mm-hmm. And and from your other analogy from dr king if they're like he didn't open the door the door was open for him yeah he, he, was look, he, was he walked the through it yeah um there's a difference between putting your faith in 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 god yeah and in your belief and and letting that guide you mm-hmm. rather than Taking it on Mm -hmm. yourself. Look at verse 8. All whoever came before him, I'm sorry, all whoever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. So we have this wonderful analogy, and, you know, uh, John, yeah, John who writes this is clearly making an analogy between who the sheep listen to and who the sheep don't listen to. What were you going to say, Deb? Oh, well, I was going to say, you know, you were talking about MLK going through the gate. But if you look at verse 3, it says the watchman opens the gate for him. And mm-hmm. so when a good leader goes through the gate, mm-hmm. then he turns and opens the gate mm-hmm. for others. Yeah, that's a great analogy. That's a great point. I think thinking that, thinking that we, you, know, y- you know, even though your, your intentions and your uh, – and what you – 
what you want to do and mm-hmm. what you, and even if you feel like a leader of people or whatever yeah you feel like that's that's your responsibility um you have to rely on a certain humility that's exactly right you know and and know that <laughs> you know you're you're given the you're given the the charge but but you are in charge right, right. You know? That's exactly yeah, right. Exactly. I, mean, I mean, you're given it. <clears throat> you know? Some folks are not even looking at the gate at all. Some people are like, well, I can make it on my own. Or Some people don't what? know that it's there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And clearly, you know, because when, when I think when you think about Martin Luther King Jr., everything that he did through and he was provoked. I mean, you know, I, I've read there's a wonderful book called Walking with the Wind by uh, John Lewis. And I, I've referenced it several times in other uh, podcasts. Um, but he talks about how the all of the marchers were motivated by – I mean, were um, – you know, they were spat on. They were stomped on. They were beaten up. They were hosed. They were attacked by dogs, uh, called the N-word, provoked. But King, you know, made it very clear. We do not, you know, answer violence with violence. Right. And it's it, it takes courage. I mean, it takes courage to – they say turn the other cheek, and a lot of people poo-poo that. Oh, you know that's just so soft. And after King died, unfortunately, you know, like the SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, were taken over by Stokely Carmichael and the Black Panther movement. They pushed out all of the white folks from the movement, and it became radicalized. And unfortunately, in, as, as I'm speaking as a Christian, the movement just went you know downhill um, because it became sort of a black separatist uh, thing. Um, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing the Black Panther movement, but it was not a movement, you know, backed by God, by by the scriptures. And um, I mean, when we look at a shepherd, I mean, we talked about it over uh, breakfast where there are a lot of people who want to be shepherds. There are a lot of people who claim to, you know, have the word and, you know, who are chosen. But you have to look at the fruits. I mean, you know, what they produce and um, what their foundation is. If it's not founded by God and if it's not founded by a humility, you know, someone who 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 can admit, listen, I don't have all of the answers. And, you know, I'm just walking in the light with you. But together we can find the answer. I mean, that's something that you can trust. Well, assuming you assuming you that, that you see the big picture, or you mm-hmm. have the big picture, you know, is I don't think it's going to get you anywhere. I think, you know, I think we all need to be shepherds and we all in our own personal way. We Mm -hmm. need to take care of other people. Yeah. I mean, in our daily life, we need to empathize and care for people who are weak, Mm -hmm. you know, and and support those in need. Yeah. You know, I mean, however, however (laughs) it goes. But I I think all, all the time we have to assume that all we can see is pretty short term. Mm hmm. You know that we need guidance, and and to have faith and belief that there's a bigger picture to mm-hmm. things. I think Dr. King doing his, uh, you know, his his form of activism probably pissed a lot of people off. They thought like, what a waste of time. Sure, he's not getting anything done in the short term, especially you know. After- but he was like, yeah. you know, I'm not thinking of the short term. I'm thinking beyond. Sure, you know, this little place in Alabama or mm-hmm. this little place in the southern United States or even the United States. Sure. I'm thinking about all people and how they need to ultimately be together and that's out of my hands. Yeah. That's 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 God's work. That's not 
what I can do anything yeah. about. All I can do is kind of think like, well, the big picture is not up to me. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I can't, I need to keep it, the values of that in scope, but I, I, I'm not here for just fixing little problems. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the big deal. Sure. You know? And when you talk about uh, King pissing people off, I mean, even his own people, I mean, even African-Americans, I mean, he went beyond the civil rights movement after the Civil Rights Act of 64 was signed. He then went on to deal with homelessness. He then went on to deal with uh, the, the strike of, of workers. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that's what led him to Memphis, where he was shot. Yeah, he got, yeah. When he was he he was helping the sanitation workers. That's exactly right. Yeah. And also, he protested against the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. which put him afoul of the of the government. Yeah. So he wasn't afraid to not only say the things we want to hear, but say the things we need to hear that we probably didn't want to hear. Do you have any thoughts? Um. I have so many. <laughs> well, but, but I, lo- I was ahead. well. I was just thinking about leadership and how you know you were saying we should all be leaders and and mm-hmm. open the gate. And as mm-hmm. a as a manager of people and as a coach mm-hmm. and as a friend, I always try to open the gate to whatever. That's exactly it's right. Opportunity. Here's yeah. your opportunity, but it's up to them mm-hmm. to walk through the gate. And I think that this. Woman whose name I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nanda, Nanda, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She, I think that she, I don't know that she had a gate. Yeah. She had a, a presentation. Sure. But was she inviting people yeah. in? Well, I mean, every time we do this podcast, Craig, you always say, you know, who do we see ourselves as? Yeah. And. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you look at the scripture and mm-hmm. there's like, are you the gate? Are you the shepherd? Are you the sheep? I mean, that's right. You know, I mean, you, you kind of like have to put yourself into like these various mm-hmm. roles, you know. Yeah. And and I think the whole purpose of the scripture is like, yeah, you got to look at it from a multi-dimensional point of view yeah. if you want to get the whole thing. That's exactly right. You know? And yes, there are times where we do need to be shepherds, and we do need to take initiative and take control. It's just like you know, you talked about Father Justin. There are times where the church needs you to, you know, like you're going to be a cup holder. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> for uh, one of the uh, services because they need help. And so, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we need somebody to get off of the pulpit and help out. And um, so there are times where we need to be shepherds. There are times where we need to be sheep and just listen mm-hmm. where we can't lead or whatever. I mean, when I think about um, I think. I would like to think that all of us would want to aspire to be like Dr. King, my chess analogy to be a king's pawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if if any, of you, if there are chess players out there, mm-hmm. um, in the game of chess there are eight pawns, and you have the rook, bishop, knight, queen, and king. Directly in front of the king is the king's pawn. We can't be Dr. King like we can't be Jesus Christ, but we can be Christ-like. We, we can, can be king-like. We can be. Uh, a pawn of the king mm-hmm. to learn something from Dr. King. I think we can be all the various players. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and and we need to be in order to kind of like see the world the way it should be seen. I mm-hmm. mean, I got to be a sheep. You know, a lot of the a lot of these analogies of the sheep. It's not just people think of like, oh, Christ is so pretty talking about sheep in a field, and but they didn't understand. He had to but, go on to explain it. But the sheep. <laughs> the she- <laughs> so the sheep existed in this little pen outside the temple. They mm-hmm. were for sale, for sacrifice. Right. <laughs> you know, the sheep were kind of basically just victims. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and they all kind of like held together, you know, and did everything that you know the shepherd told them to do. So, I think when people 
these these analogies of sheep, you know, weren't all pretty. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like, you know, look, sheep means you kind of succumb to, you know, the will of some superior being. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. It could be good. could be bad. Sure. You know, ultimately it's going to end in death. We mm-hmm. all know that. You know, so like. There was nothing really pretty about being a sheep. Yeah. And, you know, no. and I'm thinking about this woman, you know, yeah. you know, this podcast lady, and I'm wondering, who does she think her sheep were? Uh, right, exactly. Or yeah. as a sheep, who was, who was leading her? Or who was she leading? Right. You know, that was it, what I didn't you know, understand. It's like, I have a feeling it was all kind of like, you know, you know some kind of fantasy. Yeah, well, I mean, you I know? think there are so many individuals who have something to say. I mean, they're tons of youtube videos out out there and everyone is trying to you know get their tons i don't know ten thousands of likes and <laughs> yeah, ten thousand podcasts yeah. people on facebook you know i know um, and we're doing this <laughs> and everything like i don't really assume our audience is anybody in particular right you know i mean i don't get frustrated if let's say i look and i see hmm, we don't we're not getting any likes or whatever i mean i think as as you know, we have something to say. There, the, we do have some people who really do. You know, listen. We have Scott Munson. You know, we get comments from him yeah. every now and then. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I think about when we talk about the analogy of the sheep, and you know, the sheep, I guess it does lead to death. And um, and but I wonder about sheep that are led by a good shepherd and sheep that are led by a bad shepherd. You know, if we are sheep. We have to be attentive that we are listening just as um, I think it's You have accountability three. and responsibility to listen. Exactly. Yeah. And to be attentive to, you know, who you're listening to. Let's say, I think and it's what three. their message is. I, actually, I think it's verse four. When he has brought out all his own, talking about sheep, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Mm-hmm. As we are sheep, do we know the voice of God. Are we paying attention? You know, I always believe, and my grandmother, she were alive, would tell me, hey, God is talking to you all the time. The question isn't, is he talking to you? The question is, are you listening? But were they not listening, though? Because why does it, so when he goes and talks to the fishermen, when Jesus does, they get his analogies. Mm-hmm. But when he's talking to the shepherds here, he's like, okay, you're not understanding. Let me explain it to you in plainer words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am this. (laughs) You are this. Sure. Well, Jesus had to always, you know, sort of reteach. I know. I just think it's funny. Like, you know, like just before he he is arrested, he talks to Peter and says, listen, Peter, don't be tempted by Satan. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be misled. And I think he's trying to warn him of his own temptations. temptations. I told you, like, last week I Mm -hmm. was having a really difficult time with the the whole easter thing especially mm-hmm. good friday and why the hell do they call it good friday nothing good happened <laughs> yeah you know that was the crucifixion and uh you know and i and so i kind of had this like existential dilemma kind of happen where it's like gosh it was a mob that killed christ i mean uh some were complicit some weren't some were innocent but yet it they allowed it to happen nobody stopped it it didn't really Stop! It was a mob that did this, and Easter is this time where we kind of have to reflect and upon our individual. We go through Lent, you know, we reflect upon our in- individual crisis and things we have to resolve, and then here comes the crucifixion and the resurrection, and we're all trying to get like this renewal and understanding and this, I don't know, forgiveness and you know so forth. And it happens in the, on this really kind of like, in you know, it seems like 
all in interior kind of thing. And then we're supposed to come together in church and pray together and be the mob again, you know, and, and get together. And it's like, I don't trust myself. I don't trust anybody else. I mean, this is like a, it all ended up pretty crappy for him. And, and, and what's to say it's not going to end up bad for, for well, all of us? I mean, well, you know, we, we let it happen. And, well, and, but I mean, and that's when I said to Father yeah. Justin, I was like, this is why we need priests. This is why we need shepherds. Because when things get really difficult and hard to understand and you can't trust people, you need to have a shepherd to come in and say, like, it's okay, everybody. You're all God's children. Mm-hmm. You're all in this together. It's all, it's gonna all right. Okay. I'm going to give. I'm. I'm going to be the guiding voice here. Yeah. You know, like Christ says in verse seven. There, I'm the gate. That's right. Um, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to open the door. Yeah. You know, and you can follow <clears throat> through and uh, and be together. You it's don't funny have when to be afraid. Yeah. You. You know. You don't have to live in isolation or fear. Mm-hmm. You know. You. You. You know. You. You can once again start to trust. You know. It's. It's funny you mention uh, mob. When I think of mob, I think I, I, I have a negative connotation when I think about mob. Well, that's why I said that's, it. Yeah, that's why he's <laughs> using that word. It's right, like exactly. the crowd. I mean, exactly I, I, and, and I guess you can choose to be a mob. You can choose to be a part of a disorganized group of folks who are. A mob doesn't about, necessarily yes. have to be disorganized, though. Well, yeah. Is there an organized mob? I guess. I guess if you're following the wrong sheep, yeah, you know, you could be. I mean, I How think about all those guys with tiki torches and. Sure, yeah, the Charlottesville Blue folks. Down shirts yeah, the organ, the, the, yeah, the organized mob. Or the sheep that's following the wrong shepherd, yeah. Excuse me. You're absolutely right. I'll have to delete that out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a choice. I mean, we, we talk about sheep. We may, we may say that the sheep, they have no, I mean, they're being led by the shepherd as if they have no choice. As sheep, we do have choice. We can choose who to listen to. And listening is a very active thing. I mean, you have to distinctly, you know, listen. Like, you know, when people, when I listen to a podcast, I'm choosing the podcast that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Or I'm choosing to focus and pay attention while I listen to the uh, the minister. Yeah. Um, and we choose the Bible verses that, you know, we choose what we are going to read and focus on. Well, yeah, well, we're listening to you like I'm listening to your voice now. And you're yeah. listening to my voice now. And that's, you know, <clears throat> but what... When I'm reading the scripture, I yeah. mean, seriously, I, I am every person in there. Yep, I'm the sheep. Uh, you know, I'm I may be a dumbass sheep who mm-hmm. just goes like, whatever, <laughs> you know, and just follow. Yeah, you know, or I go like, what are, what's everybody else doing? I'll follow them. Mm-hmm. Or oh, there's the shepherd. I'll follow him. But I'm also the shepherd. Yeah, you know, in the story. I mean, you know, I'm also the person telling the story to somebody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. You know, it becomes this kind of like everything. I'm, you know, I don't feel like I have to be one thing or the other. Yeah. But you're I still. I feel like the responsibility is to yeah. be aware but of all these particular roles. Yeah. You know? You're still an active sheep, though, because you're reading the Bible. Oh, yeah. You may be, you know, sure, you know, you know when you say that you're just a dumb old sheep or whatever. Well, at times. Maybe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But you're never a part of the mob. You're never a part of, let's say, a sheep that, you know, could not listen. I mean, you're looking for the gate. You're looking for the shepherd as a role of the sheep. Mm-hmm. And if you are a shepherd, you're actively looking for the sheep to make sure that they are going in the right direction. Yeah, you're trying to protect them. And, and yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like I think of, um, so here's a quick story. So I had a, uh, as a matter of fact, if my cousin Waukee is listening, you know, you'll get a kick out of this. No, actually, 
another cousin of mine, uh, Tremaine. <laughs> I was supposed to watch over a cousin of mine who mm-hmm. was like seven years uh, old, uh, younger than me. To make a long story short, he runs out in the middle of the street and he gets hit by a car. Luckily, he obviously, you know, if he's listening, he, he's he alive. <laughs> but he did break his arm. Mm-hmm. And my mother and his mother, my aunt, looked at me like, what the hell were you doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, I, I tried to, you know, I did the best that I could. I, I just burst out in tears because I was just afraid and nervous and I was worried about him. And I was like, I, I told him to just stay there. I told him. And but he just went on and did his own thing. Um, so when I think of me as a role of a shepherd, I mean, I never want to be a preacher or a minister or a leader of a people. I mean, that's just not my thing. I mean, I like doing podcasts and I like uh, reading and interpreting the Bible. But um, even in that little small thing, I have a responsibility. When we meet every Saturday, I'm like, hey, if we're going to speak about something, whether you bring in a Bible verse, or I'm bringing a Bible verse. I want to study it. I want to have something to connect to, to, to connect to. Yeah. And I feel that's my responsibility. It's just like going to a job. It's like, you know, my boss expects me to, you know, be prepared and have the discovery ready and, and all of that stuff. Right. So there, there's a responsibility as a shepherd. Yeah. Um, and uh, where was I going with it? Uh, but so, so yes. Yeah, so even in oh, our little, in our small little role as a shepherd, you know, we, we are still there. There's an active response. There's a call and response and there's a sense of responsibility and a sense of humility. Like, you know, like, hey, I've got to care about my sheep. I'm not as a as a shepherd. I'm not just hearing my own voice. Yeah, what were we great saying I earlier am. about humility and ego? Exactly. That it, you were saying if you let your ego come before your humility, then you're yeah. lost. Or? It right. kind of, it, yeah. it, it just kind of ends up stabbing you in the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, All the good shepherds that we recognize, mm-hmm. the three of us certainly, yeah. have humility. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, we all got skills. That's all, you know, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You know, we should... God bless us. And we, you know, <laughs> right. We should use them to the best of our ability, but, you know. Exactly. With, with, without, like, you know, having some kind of deference. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I think back to when King gave that first speech, that Dexter Avenue Baptist Church speech, I've got to find that New Yorker article. He's listening to the audience. He's listening to the congregation. as if, hey, are you listening to me? And it's, it isn't just um, a, a, uh, a linear speech where he's just giving a speech and he's not getting anything in return. Yeah, it's it's one of those, man. if you've been to a charismatic church, you've heard it before, where he's like, you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. You hear it? <laughs> and sometimes it's all showy. But here, he really wants to make sure, listen, we're about to do something that's never been done before. We're about to take on the city and county of Montgomery, Alabama. And some of us may die. We're taking away their money. We're not going to get on this bus anymore. And we're going to have to coordinate and have people pick us up to take us to our jobs and all of that stuff. This isn't just a charismatic speech. We've got to he really was, plan or, he this He was thing. organizing and exactly. planning exactly. to get people what they needed. And he's like, hey, are you, on, are you aboard? So there's active listening and speaking. There is a connection. He knows who his audience is. He knows who the sheep are. They selected him as the shepherd. He didn't just say, listen, I'm the shepherd. They said, you. Mm-hmm. You are the shepherd. You are the one that we want. And then he had a panic attack. He had a panic attack. He, he went home. <laughs> yeah. That he threw up. A heavy burden, right? <laughs> heavy burden, and then he came back. But it wasn't like, listen, 
I know all the answers. Everybody move out of the way. It's me. Yeah, if that happened to me, I wouldn't stop throwing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's clear he's chosen. Yeah. And when I think about uh, Miss uh, Aslam, I don't think she she was like, listen, I know all the answers. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to get your body in shape. You know, she had this workout thing. And yeah, she so she was I don't I didn't watch any of her videos. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to motivate people to be vegan activists and to take care of their like exercise. Yeah, and and also she was bad mouthing other videos as being you know too. Oh my God, Rihanna has a video and it's just so scalacious. The and bad mouthing is t- a good indication that this was not going to go well. For her. <laughs> right. Um, whoever she was bad mouthing. Sure. I was thinking I have this friend in mm-hmm. L.A. who he reads like every self help book. He will not. He doesn't read the Bible, but he reads like all those other ones. And he sends me excerpts from them all the time. And sometimes I get a book in the mail. He's like, "You have to read this." And <laughs> and I was thinking about those kinds of shepherds just now, like yeah. those people who are not, not necessarily motivated from God. They may or may not be, but mm-hmm. there are so many of them out there, and people that read their books and follow their traditions or paths that they're trying to establish. But the ones that I connect with are the ones he sends me where they are rooted in God. Well, we, you know, we, like we, they, they all have mm-hmm. faith, like yeah. Marianne Williamson and Benet Brown and yeah. Anne Lamont. And that, that, that's their core and strength. I when think I, as long as people are just searching, yeah, I, I never try. I, I, I'm not trying to. I know we're doing our Christian podcast, and we're. I keep hearing about the evangelicals again and how terrible they are. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, damn. You know, I'll never get the E word right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and I don't try it. But any anytime people are looking or poking around or trying to find some kind of spiritual path, mm-hmm. I'm like, go, go, go. I don't give a damn. Keep searching. If it's cannabis, yeah. do it. You know, I mean, whatever. You know, yeah. if, if, you know if it's Anne Lamont yeah. or – or whatever gets yeah. you going, or you need to watch this meditation video by these, you know, people. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever. Or you're a yogi. Or yeah, you're... yeah, whatever. As mm-hmm. long as you're, like, poking around. Yeah. You know, like, digging up. Yeah. You know, I mean, but looking for the gate. Sure. Looking, you know, looking around. Yeah. It's like, you're right. fine with me. Yeah. You're totally fine with me. I think me. we've all had friends who have advice, even if we don't ask for it or not. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. like, parents, <laughs> parents, friends, or whatever. It's like, what listen. you should do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what you're doing wrong, you know. Let me. Let me tell Sometimes you. Sometimes I give advice like that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, usually, I mean, usually you're among friends who are like, you know, no one, if someone tells you that there's something wrong, oh my God, I had a bad day or I just, oh, I'm having relationship problems or whatever, then if they're not looking for advice, they wouldn't tell you their problems. I mean, you know, sometimes people do just need an ear to listen, but, yeah. you know, the friends who tell me their problems, sometimes I'll say, well, I can give you some advice or, you know, yeah. I don't know all the answers, but. Yeah. I can show you, you know, whatever. I always say things like, I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a person. I always think like, you know, I've got a toolkit. It's pretty limited. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got a hammer and a screwdriver and, you know, it doesn't do all the electrical work <laughs> I need done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do all the plumbing work that I need done. You know, and it, it's rather limited. Mm-hmm. It's rather limited, but uh, the 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 Christian message to me has been a lens in which I can focus and kind of hone a few tools. That's good. You know, make a few tools and make a few emotional tools. You know, I ain't got all the answers. I I do not, and I wasn't given a lot of answers. You know, a lot of them I had to pick up along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. found a rusty screwdriver after a. Yeah. 
failed relationship on the ground, and I'd you know, you know it clean it up and, you know, <laughs> and see if I can use it again. You know, and there's a lot of people you know who say like, "What the hell do I do? I don't know. I can't figure this shit out." And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, try. I, I, I was like, "You've got <laughs> you know, if you don't have a toolkit, you know, I've got a little bit of one, you know, and I can kind of like lend it to you and you know show you what I got, but I don't I don't got all the answers either. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm 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 kind of picking it up as I go along, and Christianity is is just a part of it for me it's just a part of it 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 brings me closer to like getting the repairs done you know and helping build my relationships and you know fix the mistakes that i make you mm-hmm. know it's you know it's it's just one one aspect you know um i think if that's not humble, I don't know what is. But that's damn humble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and, and uh, you know, so anytime I see somebody doing anything, trying something, you know, trying to, you know, uplift themselves or stretch out or become a little bit more, quote unquote, spiritual. Yeah. Or, no, I think these think, books help I, I just, a lot. I, I'm just like, go, baby. Yeah. You do it. You know, whatever it takes. Whatever melts your butter. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Fine by me. Right. Fine by me. You know? Yeah, I um, and that's the wonderful thing. That that's the good thing about the internet and connecting with people, and sometimes even the YouTube videos. Like if I need to repair something, like I don't know my e bike or you know my. Oh, you uh, want to hear what somebody else has to say? I mean, it's the great sure. equalizer. Yeah. in a way. And of course, you know, there's some negative. There are lots of negative things out there, but we do want to connect as people, as yeah. a civilization. You know, we want you know. Someone has an answer to a problem, and, and then we tell tell me, you know, what what what's your solution? I'd be interested to see what finds out with all this Facebook controversy. Yeah, you know, the, because it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, anybody who feels like they've been wronged by this, mm-hmm. y'all had it coming, right? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, you put your faith into this, like, yeah, game, every time that you, you which doesn't really play a game anything. or whatever, and you say, do you? Will you give it permission to access your data? Sure. Yeah. You 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 signed up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of like you gave it. You know, everything. And a lot know? of people are leaving Facebook, but they're not leaving social media. They're just going to use their Twitter and Instagram. More. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Usually, usually the anger that people have over the internet when it comes to social media and let's say e- either. There are like the Facebook pro, the Facebook anger is that, oh, my God, my information is being used by someone else like Cambridge Analytical, although we're the ones who are putting our information out there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even when I go to a grocery store like CVS, they'll say, "Okay, can you give me your your phone number, please? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'll say no, because I don't want the, you know, the spam phone calls and all that sort of stuff. So either we're upset by what they're doing to our information. Uh, because we're being used as a product or if we're putting the content out there we're upset because i don't know we're not getting the hits or something like that mm-hmm. like you know this chick or whatever and i still want to go back to this why you know if we have something to say is it worth being listened to are you how how much responsibility do you have as a shepherd wow that's tough especially now that we send messages out to the universe and we don't know Mm-hmm. Who's picking it up, or how it's being interpreted? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I constantly feel as though. I mean, I don't like lose sleep at night, but you know, I constantly, <laughs> I constantly feel like, is that right? You know, is that did that work out? Is that 
going to do anything any good at all, you know? And, uh, you know, it, it, it feels like, you know, I don't know sometimes. I, d I don't know. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I hope I didn't, like, piss somebody off or say the wrong thing at the wrong time, you know? You know? It's well, like, I don't think you're, you're saying things in order to provoke people or... Well, you know... I, that doesn't way. mean that people won't get provoked or yeah, react in a different way, but I'm just saying. There's something provocative about this, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? And otherwise, like, mm, you know? Well, I, I meant in a negative way. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, like, just hope. I think that's why we say a prayer at the beginning. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that, so yeah. we don't fall down. Well, you know, uh, let me go back to the verse. Uh, John 10, just verse 2. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. So, and I'll just, you know, keep it right there. If you want to be a shepherd, if you want to be someone who can speak to a mass of people, and, you know, whether you want to be a civil rights activist or if you have a YouTube thing and you just want clicks or whatever, you want to be a shepherd. You want to have, you know, I don't know, a flock for whatever reason. I'm hoping for, for you know, proper reasons. But verse 2 says... The man who enters through the gate is the shepherd of his people. And I'll even go to verse 1. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. Okay. And, and which basically means if you want to truly lead or if you truly want to have a voice that speaks to you know, a multitude of people. According to the Bible, you have to go through the gate. And then verse 10, who's the gate? That's right. <laughs> Jesus is the gate. That's right. <laughs> not, not the shepherd. Therefore. Uh, the rest of that, you know, go, go I it. am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. Exactly. Verse I've, 7, therefore Jesus says again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. So so there is, there is a need to humble oneself. Yeah. Exactly right. You know. I mean, it, find it, the gate. It, it's it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just part of the process. Got to. Yep. You know. And there may be folks who are like, listen, I I I'm not a Christian, and but I have a voice to say, and I shouldn't have to be a Christian. You know, mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to listen to you folks tell me that I have to. The only way that I can speak to a multitude of people is through the gate. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine. You know, if you if whatever you do. You know, do your own thing. I need an I need a siren escort to go to my French restaurant sometimes <laughs> too. I understand. Sure, yeah. but it's, but it's like <laughs> if you if you have something to say, why why are you saying it? Who is your audience? You know, and what purpose? What what do you have to give? What do you have to truly give to someone else? And there may be folks that don't want to listen or don't want to hear. Right. And mm -hmm. and you know later on in this same section it says. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Mm -hmm. Many of them said, he's a demon-possessed and raving mad. Yeah. Why listen to him? Right. Right. And then the others said, they, these are not sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon, a demon open the eyes of the blind? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Jesus has always given us a choice. You can either yeah. choose to believe or not. Mm -hmm. You know. You can only invite people mm -hmm. in. But, um, you know, the voice of God, the word of God. He's he's been gone for um, physically for thousands of years, and we're still listening to him. He is still leading 
his flock. I mean, it's kind we, of amazing, really. Yeah. When, when you think about Christians <laughs> who, as sheep, from the time that Jesus spoke his words up to right now, 2018, how many sheep do you think that he's had? Billions. Billions. Billions alive today, yeah. not just in the course of history. That's exactly right. I think it's because we, the the, the really fun trick that, that God made is mm-hmm. it's like, says like we gotta we gotta rely on each other even mm-hmm. for the simplest of things yeah you know and uh and that's one of the things whether we like it or not mm-hmm. <laughs> whether we do it well yeah or we do it poorly yeah you know uh we still do we yeah. rely on each other and when you think constantly. about yeah when you think about dr king he's been dead for 50 years we're still listening to him yeah I mean, when you think about a shepherd and his words or her words, I, I don't want to, you know, gender, you know, discriminate. Um, but when a word is active, when a, when, a, when a speech or sermon or when a, a thought, an idea resonates, you know, like I clink my glass and it resonates, people will hear it and carry it. I mean, we have people in our lives that we still listen to them, even if they're dead. Mm-hmm. Our parents, our grandparents, our teachers, mentors. Well, MLK was so impactful. You know, he's still in our history books. We've cleansed our history books so Mm -hmm. much of that, of civil rights and slavery. Because his message, you know, is universal. Right. Like you were saying, he he spoke about everyone. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, and it wasn't just about, like, words. I think words are are beautiful, Mm -hmm. and we need them, and we rely on them, but it's about intention. And that means acting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that, that... Call and response, you know, thing with his crowd that yeah. happened kind of spontaneously. I mean, sure. you said he liked to go home and do his homework, mm-hmm. just like we all do. Yeah. You know, let's, I want to prepare for Saturday morning where I have to give a speech. And mm-hmm. he didn't have that time. Right. And uh, he, the intention was there. Mm-hmm. But, but he did have a lot of experience speaking in front of people. He did a lot of yes. experience. And, and motivating people. And he knew yes. that any, any. And, knew the you know the content you know of yeah. what he was going to talk about and he knew those people mm-hmm. and he knew those people yeah but uh he just stepped up and yeah did and did it you yeah know? and it's like there's action there yeah and well, when i think about when i think about miss aslam i wonder and because i think there are a bunch of youtube folks who who or not just youtube but snapchat facebook whatever people are post posting all sorts of stuff celebrities Mm-hmm. are posting all sorts of stuff. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I need the hits, I need the likes, and all that stuff. Some of it do it for purely monetary gain. Hey, I need the ad dollars and all that stuff. Some, they feel they have something to say. But who, who you know, are they sincere in what they're saying? Do they know who their audience is? Is, is it for uh, a, a purpose bigger than themselves? Um, and if you don't have the audience, then look at look upon yourself. It's like, why you know what you know maybe what you have to say is i mean when we think about dr king he's been dead for a long time but the words still resonate because it's the word it's you know it's something bigger than him mm-hmm. are you whoever you are youtuber or whatever are you sprouting off something bigger than yourself or are you just talking about how cool you are who knows how who cool knows? you want to be <laughs> right yeah. who knows who knows yeah. i mean you know I often wonder the same thing. I mean, is yeah. this doing any social good at all? You yeah. Know? I mean, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from day to day, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, 
I haven't been asked to lead a protest. Thank sure. goodness. I don't know what I'd do. But don't you, uh, don't you, you would say, find don't someone think, else. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't stop throwing out. But don't you think that you are, you are, I mean, for, I mean, you know, something, something in your mind told you to tell me about a, a year or I don't know when it was. I think it was last year. A year, yeah. To, to do the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I call that a calling. Yeah. 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 Or even, even, you know, even before that, you going back to church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm not, but I'm not asking myself to what end, Mm -hmm. you know, if I started doing that, if I started going like, well, now I kind of want to, I want an international Christian. Now you want to create your own church. Christian network. (laughs) It's like, I never, I never asked myself to what end. Sure. You know, the fact that. But I don't think Dr. King did either. The the, the fact that we're sitting here every Saturday having breakfast and and, and being together. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and we get to talk about Jesus and that's fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is cool. I I don't know what it's solving, Mm -hmm. but, you know. Uh, this is cool. It's helping yeah. us have a community yeah. of dialogue. It's helping us have a community. Yeah. Yeah. But when you talk yeah. about to what end, yeah. a lot of times it's not up to us. It's not, really. And, um, yeah. Know, I don't ask myself that. Right sure. Now. But, I mean, yeah. like Dr. King, I'm sure he felt, okay, we're going to do a Montgomery bus boycott, and there are other leaders who are doing the civil rights thing, and the yeah. NAACP, they're doing their thing. We're just going to do our thing. Yeah, well, but all of a sudden, one thing led to another, and then another, and then another. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying like, well, you know, sooner or later, Reg, we're going to sit here and talk about Jesus, then we can quit our jobs, <laughs> right? You know, whatever, <laughs> right? Oh, my chair I mean, this yeah. is you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think I don't think we're living for that. <laughs> and if we wow. were, if we were, I'd, I would I would find that kind of repulsive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying a lot of times, you know, there's so many. T- I think I've talked about it where we've all been in our 20s and. Let's say we've had our plans, like, okay, we're going to go to school, then we're going to get our degree, and then we'll get a job, and we'll save up and buy a car, buy a house, you know, get married, and whatever. And we always have our plans, and the plans go awry because life cuts in. And um, But all all I'm saying is we can't, as much as we try to plan ahead, we Mm. never know because other things take over. A lot of times it's spontaneous, it's like walking onto a stage and somebody forgot their lines, and all of a sudden you have to improvise. Yeah. Well, I just hope that you know doing this and mm-hmm. kind of prepares me if I'm going to be the sheep in the story, and I'm now I'm feeling like the sheep a lot right now in this minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that I can at least kind of keep my eyes and ears open and go like, okay, where's that gate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, where's it happening? That's right. You know, Searching where, for the where, gate. Where's That's that shepherd? Yeah. Okay. Can I hear it? Can I attune myself to it? You know. Yeah. You know, just try and be like sensitive to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, it, that, that's the best you can hope for, I guess, as a sheep. Yeah, <laughs> to be open to the messages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to be vulnerable. And I imagine you know, to be it, humble. Yeah, to be attentive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Bible talks about the shepherd finding the gate, but the sheep has to find the gate too. Yeah, kind of. They yeah. have to be able to find it to walk through. That's right. So. You know, we have a responsibility, whether we're sheep or shepherds, to to find that gate mm-hmm. to both protect ourselves. I imagine the, sh- the sheep find the gate to protect themselves from the wo- wolves because, you know, the, the gate is the entranceway to, you know, the pen mm-hmm. um, so that you can be among other sheep, among other like-minded individuals. Um, and then, you know, to, to listen to the shepherd. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a mild week. 
<laughs> I hope so. Well, who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we can get through this. Yeah. We're running uh, close to the hour. I Mark. like, oh, I was Go just going to say, I like it. how Jesus says, you know, you come through the gate, you can go out of the gate, you're still going to be saved. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Come in and out if you need to. Yeah. I'm yeah. always here. Oh, you'll always have this. That's nice, too. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. So whether you want to be a shepherd or a sheep, or you feel led to uh, to speak, and I'm sure there are a lot of folks who are going to post something on whatever social media. Think about, um, of course, you know, we want to talk about, you know, what good things are happening in our lives or whatever. But, you know, are you, if you have a voice, is that voice just for yourself or is it for other other people as well? Uh, you may be frustrated that, you know, that voice isn't carrying. Well, what, what exactly are you talking about? Is that, and is it, it, does it have the foundation to carry? Does it resonate? Is it something that others want to hear? Um, we have one person who didn't, wasn't communicating and she went out in violence. <clears throat> and then we have one individual whose voice has carried on and will through carry on ages. through the ages. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. You anyway, do you want to do that? Play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Lord be with you. Amen. And also with you. <laughs> Pray, dear God. Thank you once again for letting us be together, discussing your word and breaking it down and understanding it as best we can and probably better than we thought we could. And with your grace, uh, we can find a lot of answers and a lot of beauty and wisdom, and appreciate that. Hopefully it'll lead us out throughout the world to do the things you taught us and expect us and want us to achieve because you love us and we love you. Dear Lord, thank you. Amen. 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 Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the final uh, blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe it all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. But you can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or on SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app. Click on store, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com and search for us, and you'll find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Oh, oh, oh.